Welcome to Godseeker. This is Elizabeth Folgaro. The current message, as in heaven. Our Father, not my Father, but ours, you are in heaven. May your name be recognized as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts what we owe, as we forgive those who owe something to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. This is a prayer many of us know well. I am not trying to change the words, but to use words more common in our language today so that maybe we hear the prayer with a slightly different nuance. Again, not to formally change it, but perhaps to cause its words to go a little deeper into our spirits, that God could reveal a little more of its meaning to us. On my mind in this message is the phrase, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We will focus just on that phrase for now, because this prayer that Jesus gave us to pray contains many more different aspects of how God is, what he does, how he sees us, and what he wants from us that is just too much for one of our times together. Thus, your kingdom come, God. Your kingdom come, God. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. The prayer Jesus asked us to pray begins like this. Our Father, you are in heaven. So God is already seated on the throne. He is enthroned in heaven. And Christ has been seated on the throne at his right hand since his ascension back to heaven 40 days after he rose from the dead. God is there enthroned where we cannot see. And Spirit is here with us now, representing him. God's kingdom come. His will be done on earth as in heaven. When Jesus walked the earth, in the Gospel of Mark, one of the first things Jesus speaks, if not the first, is to declare, the kingdom of God is here. Hmm, well, we know this isn't heaven. So what does that mean? On earth as in heaven. But it won't ever be heaven here, right? Yet our job as servants of the king, as his ambassadors, as children of God, As those who have been adopted by him and followers of Christ, followers of the way, all of these different descriptions which pertain to us, our job is to be vessels through which the will of God flows to the world. I mean to other individuals, to people, not just randomly and hopefully country to country, but person to person, which then becomes country to country, right? When we engage with the others around us in a way like Jesus would, The world can change. It's important to have those meetings between countries, but it's even more important to have those in neighborhoods. Now, the funny thing is, God's looking for on earth as in heaven. He's looking for us to listen for his will so we can walk it out, fully knowing forever that we will remain fallible. We will not be able to usher in here on earth how it is in heaven perfectly, no matter how much we align our hearts with his 
or rely on his power. We are imperfect, and we each have a lot of warts. We each have a lot of scar tissue. Places where we've individually been hurt, which impacts how we see things. It's as if our experiences, the things we have had happen in our lives, are like prescriptive lenses. Like lenses we have put up to our eyes and sometimes don't even realize we have the glasses on. And it's through these lenses that we see people, that we see events. Add to this that some of the events and relationships to which we have been exposed, a lot of these things, taint. And they become an interference to how God would like us to be with each other. The lenses which we have put on as a result, through which we see God, ourselves, and others, have come into place because we are trying to survive. We are human, and we're wounded by other human beings. So we seek to protect ourselves. This is where the Holy Spirit comes in. He's looking to gradually remove those layers, those lenses, because often there is more than one. First by exposing that the lenses are there, which, by the way, is often painful to recognize, and then to help us have the courage to let him show us how he wants to remove the lenses, which is going to probably be uncomfortable and hurt. Then with him by our side directing us, we have to learn how to see anew with new perspective, which is more right, true, less self-protective, and more loving, like Jesus would. For most of us, certainly it has been the case for me, it was more comfortable to continue to see things through the lenses I had put on, because I put these ways of seeing on, not realizing I had done so, in order to protect myself, in order to better cope with what had been or not been so I could continue to survive. God asks us in his presence, with his help, to gradually become more vulnerable again, allowing him to expose the lenses are there and to help with their removal. As God does this, he is doing the work of crafting us more and more into his image so that we can stand where we are as reflections of him. Again, never by our power, but his working through us. Ultimately, this feels really good, and as we allow it, his will in heaven can be birthed more through us. This is what we see in Jesus. Jesus executed the will of Father perfectly. That was a big part of his example. This is how God's kingdom comes increasingly into our world now, manifesting in a way more and more people benefit. It is how his will is done now on earth as in heaven. Jesus did not seek his own will. Jesus, being fully God, did not consider that he should put his will ahead of Father's. Honestly, Jesus' will being equal to Father's, Jesus could have exerted his will, and he could have said, hey, let's do my will my way this time, Father. But you'll recall, even unto the cross, Even though during his prayers, right before the suffering, the anticipation of the will of Father caused Jesus' body to sweat blood, his attitude remained, Father, not my will, but yours. Now again we look at the reality, which is part of how the kingdom comes to be more now. Jesus didn't pretend there was going to be no suffering. 
Jesus didn't skip along and say, yippee, yippee, I can't wait, this is a fun thing. The truth is, it wasn't fun. It was excruciatingly, unspeakably, no words in human language to adequately describe it, hard. It was ugly and terrible and evil. It was a day which looked like evil won. But Jesus understood that the Father was about greater work. And Jesus, fully united to the Father, his own person, but one of the three persons in God, laid down his will. Jesus laid down what other plans he might have had and embraced fathers. And because he did that, the ability for us to be ransomed from the certain destiny of eternal death and forever distance from God was redeemed. So here we are also to walk out the will of Father, to bring his kingdom more into the lives and reality of this generation, to die to our own will when our will does not match God's, and to submit to his, not in a way we are bowed down, beaten up, for that's where that joy comes in, because we understand what God is about, and we understand that in any suffering which we have to endure, any hardship, It is not because God wants us to be in that hard place, but because he will work through the ugliness in this world to bring more souls into their eternal destiny with him in heaven. There is the goal, more souls with him. There is the goal, more of his love flowing through all of us. There's the goal. We learn in our mess, in our woundedness, in the self-protective barriers put up to slowly, step by step, be able to do it more his way. Because we're leaning on him and he's working through us, scraping off all these layers that weren't loaded on us by him. This is part of the blessings we receive when we are willing to just give up ourselves and do it his way. Your kingdom come, God. Your will be done now here on earth, in this life, in this time, as it is now in heaven. It is important to note that to choose to usher in the kingdom way of love does not mean we say yes to abuse. That is not how God would lead. Remember, this God who is love must, by definition of his love, also be a God of justice. True God love is definitely not always fluffy and cushy as humans might like to think love is. Consider these examples. Jesus loved the Pharisees. Jesus loved the Roman soldiers who killed him. However, there is no place in Scripture in the Bible where Jesus says, Oh, Pharisees, I love you so much that whatever you do and however you do it, that's just fine with me. You go. He didn't say to Pilate and Roman soldiers, Thank you for executing me. He said, If you will it, Father and understood that God was going to work through all things, all things, all things, all things, which included very bad things on this earth, in this life, to bring redemption of more souls. And he will also work through the suffering of each of us to bring us into more Christlikeness. In the midst of this, we need to remember always that God weeps with those who weep. When we are crying, He cries with us. He aches with us. He longs for us not to hurt anymore. He longs for us to be with him at heaven at his appointed time. 
he didn't want us away from him to begin with. Thus, Jesus. On earth as in heaven means we are his vessels to walk out his will on this earth. We will be able to do that better the more we allow him to work on us through all circumstances of our lives to bring us more into Christlikeness, to remove the things from us which aren't his way, the lenses, those attitudes, the ways of thinking, the self-protection, all those things which we have inadvertently taken on along life's way. It is important to remember the beginning place, that the ability to walk out God's will comes through the courage to trust the Lord above all else and to listen to Him. God speaks. This is a promise. No, you will not always hear Him accurately. You are not God. But He asks us to be His children, for you to be His child. Parents know children won't understand everything. So we trust Him. And we trust that if we seek, really seek to hear from Him, that He will gradually teach us. He will help us until we hear Him more accurately. He will do this sometimes by blocking progress on things we think we have heard to show us that these messages were actually not from Him or to let us know what we heard was accurate but is not yet His timing. Where blocking where and how we thought we should go is another kind of leading us, sometimes bumping us or nudging us a little bit through it, sometimes strongly, in directions which are His will which we otherwise did not want to hear would not have heard, or where we would not have had the courage to go that way without his nudge. God's kingdom come. God's will be done on earth as in heaven. For his love is not just about, oh, there you go, now you get heaven for eternity. It's not just about that. That wasn't the full message of Jesus, was it? It's about his love, which is who he is. And it's about his love on earth as in heaven, the way he tells us to love others, the way he shows us in edgy, difficult ways, the way he grows us in our ability to love. So his presence is felt and experienced by others, not just spiritually in this world, but tangibly. So if we as Christians really are seeking him, he will show us how we are to be his love to the next one. So indeed, on earth as in heaven, never perfectly and never fully heaven, but there, so that in the midst of all this life's messes, there are pockets of change and balm which is put on other people's wounds and increasing joy that more people come to know and experience being valued as they are, on earth as in heaven. Our Father, you are in heaven. May your name be made holy as is your due. Your kingdom come until we are there with you forever. Your will be done now on earth as in heaven. Give us this day what we need, and we know that you will. And forgive us, please, what we owe you. Thank you for Jesus who enables this. As we commit daily to forgive those who we feel owe us something, and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. On earth as in heaven, this is our time. This is the only time we have to make our mark. 
for him. Lord Jesus, help us. Come, Spirit, come. Listen to the song, We Come Before Your Throne, from the Godseeker album. You can find the song on my YouTube channel. Just search under my name, Elizabeth Folgaro, and look for the channel with hundreds of messages and original songs crafted for you, which will help you reach towards God. You can also find the song, We Come Before Your Throne, on various streaming services and always on CD. Thank you for joining in. Godseeker messages are sponsored by Eagle's Nest Foundation. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Folgaro. Use the song, We Come Before Your Throne, as your prayer, and keep seeking God.